It's the 8 for 52 podcast. Hi, I'm Bonners. G'day, Bushy here. And this is episode 7 of the 8 for 52 podcast. Bushy, we made it to episode 7. Yes, cruising along into the second over. Absolutely, first ball of the second over. Everyone out there, listeners, you can DM us on Insta. You can get us on the email. At, what's the email address, Bushy? Podcast852 at iCloud.com. Beautiful, and we've had a little bit of contact this week. We'll get to that shortly. But first off, we are down at the Kowloon Cricket Club as the massive World Cup promotion down here continues. You might hear it in the background, in fact. Yeah, well, we've got a bit of game on in the background. They've got a food and drink promotion in place for every World Cup game. It's being shown live on all the big screens down here. It's absolutely awesome, and everyone should try to get down, Bushy, but Bushy... All our listeners are very clear about one thing. We don't give a toss about the World Cup. No, I'm looking up at the screen and both names that are playing tonight do not include HKG. No, and uh, and until Hong Kong get there, we won't be we won't be giving it any truck on this podcast. We concentrate on Hong Kong cricket bushy. That's what we're here for. What an exciting episode we've got coming up. We've got a My Story with Simon Willis. They can hear the crowd in the background getting excited about Simon Willis's interview. Simon Willis, the head coach of Hong Kong China men's team. So we got the big the big man in. we got the All-Stars coming up, so he's going to talk about that and his life. It's fascinating. Yeah, it's a really good really good shout. Hang around for that one. Bushy, where are our listeners from this week, my friend? Well, I'm going to uh, run through the UK uh, listeners this week. All right. uh, we have listeners from London, Coventry. Walthamstow, I don't know if I said that right. Yeah, Walthamstow, that's correct. Oxbridge, not Oxbridge, but Oxbridge. Oxbridge. That's the last stop on one of the tube, uh, one of the Maybe someone was watching it on the uh, tube. Purple line, Got off and that's when it recorded. Salford, Preston, Norwich, Norwich. Salford. Salford, Norwich, Lansing, New Cross. I don't think I mispronounced that. No, that's all right. And good. Milton Keynes, Keynes, the home of Formula One. A lot of uh, the Red Bull Formula One team is uh, there, so I know that one. Hackney. Team and Bedford. We are huge in the UK, Bushy. And uh, let, just let me tell you, we are the number one cricket podcast here in Hong Kong, the most listened to cricket podcast in Hong Kong. But in Great Britain, we're ranked number 74th. 74th? Yep. We, we, we were a little bit higher last week. As of yesterday, I checked it. We're 74th most popular cricket podcast in oh. Great Britain. A market we're not targeting. But well, we're in the top 100. Bring it on. We need more of it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Listen around the world. And also, there's, of course, lots of listeners in Hong Kong because they like to hear about all the cricket that's been going Anyone on. Anyone out there in Salford or Walthamstow or anything else that Bushy just read out, get in contact with us, DMS, email us, not a problem at all. We're going to have all last week's games covered in the outs and ins. Unfortunately, Bushy, there was a bit more rain and uh, we lost some games again. We got another typhoon animal. What was it called again? Koinu. What does that mean? Puppy. Uh, a typhoon puppy washes out Sunday cricket. I mean, that's just absolutely disgraceful. Anyway, we'll have outs and ins covered. We'll also have ins and outs for this weekend. We've got a reduced weekend, actually, Bushy for club cricket, because you mentioned it earlier. We've got the All-Stars. Oh, exciting. How good is that going to be, the I've All-Stars? I've got the suitcase ready, packed out to Tinkwong Road. Oh, you be on. I might come out and join you. Who knows? And we've got plenty to chat about in Sky Plaza Road as well with the World Cup qualifiers nearly upon us. The under-19 boys also flew out already this week for the Asia Premier Cup. And we're going to have all of that covered as well, that massive opportunity for the boys. And, uh, Bushy, we've been calling out DMs. We're getting, getting a few DMs on Insta and a, and a few emails as well. We might just might just sample a few. Who, what do you who, reckon? Who has been DMing us? Well, who has been emailing us? Well, tell me, tell me. We've got a friend in, friend in India. Hi, 8 for 52 podcast. I am from India. Your cricket podcast work is really fantastic. Loved it. Keeps rocking. Oh, rocking we are. Thank you very much for that, DM. How good is that? And then young Afir Thakur, superstar up in Hong Kong yep, Cricket Club. I know of him. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he got in contact. Love the podcast. Easy way to get all the cricket in Hong Kong. I don't have to search Cricket HQ. I just have to listen to the podcast. Also love the Hong Kong players talking about themselves and their lives. Very informative, but fun to listen to podcast. No, that's what we try to do here. Thanks, uh, Veer. That's fantastic, isn't it, Veer? Thank you very much for reaching out to us. Now, not only that, we just have a little email that I'll read out as well. It's from Jonathan, the enthusiastic cricketing amateur. Ah, excellent. Yeah. How's it, chaps? Really enjoying the podcast. Think something which properly advertises, comments on, and reviews Hong Kong cricket is long overdue. Especially enjoyed the interview with Martin Katsia, telling it like it is, or was, and still is. Hope the audience is growing. Looking forward to your coverage of the impending upcoming Under-19 tournament in Malaysia. I think the Hong Kong boys have a good chance of taking the third spot and then jetting off to the Asia Cup in December. 
If you could find out the venue for this tournament, we would be most grateful. Well, Jonathan, the enthusiastic cricketing amateur, we can tell you that. The December tournament, we understand and have been told, is in Pakistan. Pakistan, nice. So it's a huge opportunity for the boys if they can finish in the top three in Malaysia and go on to Pakistan. So, look, thanks for reaching out, Avir and Jonathan. Uh, there were others, and, and our one, friend in India, and there are others There as is well. one that I want to point out. We've yeah. got a friend on Twitter who's looking to play cricket, and uh, how's that going? Uh, we, he reached out. He's, he's just an amateur. He doesn't can't afford to pay the fees of the big clubs. Fair enough. I feel the same. Uh, and he's looking for a club somewhere in Hong Kong, and I believe we're going to help him try to find Yeah, we are. We're definitely going to help him. We're going to take that up with Cricket Hong Kong across the weekend as, at the All-Stars where we can have a little bit of a face. I don't, think he's, uh, I don't think he's All-Stars level. No, we're not too, I just want some access to the Cricket Hong Kong people. Fair push us in the right direction and the right club for him. I but, think it was Misham. Uh, yeah, if I got your name wrong, sorry. But, uh, yeah, we're going to try to get Misham a... Uh, game of cricket in Hong Kong and there's plenty of clubs out there that are looking for players and uh, not going to break the back so we'll get him a game Absolutely. So, we'll and then when we get him a game we're going to follow him he's going to be the each, pod- each week we're going to find out how he's going he could very well end up being the 8 for 52 podcast player yeah I like it the 8 for 52 podcast player we might be able to take on more than one but he's first out of the barrel so we'll take him first we'll get him placed we'll get him a club and as you say we'll follow him through it's all about cricket here in Hong Kong it's not about the World Cup rubbish that's going on at the moment. Anyway, this is the 8 for 52 podcast with Bonners and Bushy. Let's get on with the show, my friend. Giddy up! It's time for Outs and Ends. A full wrap of senior cricket games in Hong Kong from last weekend. Here's Bonners. Outs and Ends again for this week and we've got eight matches to get through. Bushy will kick it off with Saturday Division 2, the LSW Leaders versus HKU. This one was out of PKVR. Leaders batted first and it took Jiri down at number 9 to put on 45 off 47 to get them to 9 for 142 off their 35 overs. No one else actually even got to 15 runs. Uh, did the extras? I don't know. Possibly. I didn't, I didn't check that one. Yeah. Tifan Rangasangi, Rangasingi, pick of the bowlers, 3 for 20 off 6 overs. HKU came out and a 93-run partnership between Rajan and Krishna set up a very easy victory. Bots, Rajan not at, not out 50, Krishna 63, and HKU win in the 27th at 1 for 143. They've been good this year, HKU, haven't they? They started undefeated. unbelievable. Yeah, undefeated, top of the table. They've really started strong. Uh, yeah, good luck to them. Good luck to the boys there. SCC Lancers versus the India Club Shiraz. This one was out of Cam Tim. And you remember, Bushy, we did predict a high score, and that's exactly what we got. Soman there, 91 off 66 opening, four fours and nine sixes. Thank you very much. 30s from Jaya Singh, Ashfak and Cambodge, and a 44 from 18 balls, including six sixes from the Test Jivan and the Lancers. Uh, eight 44 for, yeah. off 18. Yeah, six sixes, right? Off 18 so balls. 36 of his 44. <laughs> yeah. Came, came off uh, yeah. boundaries yeah. over the rope. That's a, that's, a, that's a day out for Natesh Jivan. And the Lancers are 8 for 293. Yeah, well, the India Club Suryas seemed a bit shocked and they were rolled for 97 Ouch. in 19 overs. 33 from Kuldeep Dillon. The only runs of note, Asad Ashfaq added to his 30-odd with a 4 for 14. And the man of the day, Natesh Jivan, backed it up he, Got that 44 off 18, including six sixes, and he got a three-fa. That's an absolute day out for Natesh Jevon. Well done. Well done to the Lancers. They did fantastically well. A smashing win for them, and they're two from two also. Yep, undefeated. they're about right up the top of the table with yeah. the HKU. That's a great start for them as well. It's really hotting up, Div, Div 2, with promotion on the line. Laguna Gully versus CCC Hung Si at GDB. Laguna Gully bowled all out in 34 overs. But they put up a total of 201. No half centuries, but 20s and 30s from Chaco, Kaderia, Social Semwell and Lobo. I mean, that's all you need. As long as you've got 10 players getting out there getting 20s and 30s, you get your score. It's a team game. A 5 for 20 for Henry Hsu for Hung Si. Well, bold Hung Si rolled for 62, unfortunately. Jonathan Chidja, the only highlight with 28 Laguna Gully. First win of the year. On the board, on the board, the boys from Laguna Gully. Good on them. Let's go to Kaitak versus the Kowloon Cricket Club Saracens at KCC. A huge eight for 255 from Kaitak batting first. Chris Ryan, a huge 95 off 69 balls to stand out. Well supported by a lovely half century to opener. 
Mayur Patel. Patel, 56, and he and Ryan had a partnership of 149. Yeah, with uh, the ball, uh, Hainan Kiani, Hasnan Kiani, I should say, uh, for the Saracens, took five for 27, but a That's huge a great total. Effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He bowled well. Yeah, he grinded away. I was out uh, watching the game great uh, for a while here um, and watching online because it's online from KCC. But a huge total chase, and they couldn't quite do it. Hamza Jawad with a great 52. And young Will Walsh, he batted very well. He had the gloves on as well for the Saracens in the under-15s for KCC as well. He got 40, but they can only manage 193 all out in the 32nd with the ball. Jean-Pierre Duplice with a magnificent 6 for. 6 for. 6 for 40. Jean-Pierre, well bowled. 6 for 40. Now, just before we get to the table, Bushy, I just want to touch on the player leaderboards, which we're going to start tracking as well throughout the season. And uh, Saturday, Div 2, Chris Ryan from Kaitak, two innings, 158 runs at 79. Can I one. just uh, point out something yeah. from that game that we just talked about? Chris Ryan, obviously, 95 of that 158 came in that game. The, the friendship and the camaraderie at that game, when Chris got out at 95, everyone thought he was going out for the turn. Everyone from the Saracens, I've actually put a clip up on my um, cricket Twitter of all of the Saracens coming around, patting him on the back and saying, great job, well done, bad luck not getting a ton. And it was just great to see, you know, it's Saturday, they're fierce competitors, but they're also mates out there on the field. What's going on? Why aren't they up under his nostrils, getting him out for 95, giving him these ones, well, like really... To be fair, there was no audio for that game, so they might have been oh, doing right, that. Right, fair enough. It looked like they were being very nice and patting him on the back. I'm sure they nah, did. No, that's, that's, that's really good sportsmanship, and that's really good to see. It really is. And, uh, well, he's the leading run scorer in Div 2 at the moment. It's only early days, but he's put on 158 runs, averaging 79. Just behind him, Hamza Jawad. He's had three innings with a not out. He's scored 145 at 72 and a half so far, and Yakzan. Rajan, HKU, two innings, one not out, 134, averaging 134, not a bad start. Good that, start. There's your top three batters with the ball, Hasnan Kiani from Saracens. He's got eight wickets already. Helps with Zero that five, Yeah, Rangasinghe, he's got seven. And Vishni three from Kaitak, he's, uh, he's got seven wickets. So good start for those uh, top three batters, top three bowlers. Table, Bushy. Well, let's have a look at Saturday Div 2 at the top. HKU. Uh, clear on top on five points, two teams on four points, SCC Lancers and the Little Saiwan Leaders. On three points, we've got a bunch of teams, HKCC, Laguna Gully, Kaitak and United Services Recreation Club. On two points, Kowloon Cricket Club and the India Club Suryas. One point for the Centaurs and yet to notch up any points this year so far are the Little Saiwan Thunder and Craiganawa Cricket Club. Brilliant, brilliant. Starting to heat up. A few games in now. Saturday, Div 1. Let's go out first to Punjab Lions versus Jingsung, which was at Mission Road. Jingsung, 9 for 126. Anton Button, top scoring with 34. Elliot Scrivener, 33. But then really not a lot else, mate. Well, I'm glad that the uh, Punjab Lions and Jingsung got out there on Mission Road because... The day after that, it turned into a cow paddock, mm. and it still is, and we're still a bit worried about All-Stars. But by that point, there was a good uh, ground out there. Uh, Punjab ran it down easily in 18 overs exactly. Jagra Singh top scoring for 58 not out of uh, just 39 balls, batting at three. Romy Singh opened also 27, and it's a smashing for Punjab. Yeah, big win there, big win. Tartars versus Nomads, huge clash up at HKCC with Nomads looking for their first win of the season after their fantastic year last year. Looking for their first win against the Tartars when the Tartars batted first, and they were rolled for only 120. Niaz Ali top scoring with 26. Three wickets for the Iceman, Chandra Romani and Dan Crowther. Should be an easy chase for the Nomads, yes? Well, it wasn't. Four for 45, six for 58, eight for 106, nine for 112. Oh, eight runs to go, but they got home in the 34th with nine down. Well, got out of jail there. I mean, Tata's only put up 120 and just fall across the line in the 34th. Enormously exciting game. Um, just quickly on the leaderboards, very early here. Uh, batters, Samad Khan from KCC, one innings, 88. Justin Heathcote, Lama, really good start, 83 at 41 and a half. Joined by Samay Vithlani, also 83 at 41 and a half. The bowlers, Ahmad Zishan from the PACC Rising Stars, he's got five. Dan Crowther from the Nomads has five. And Jared Dawson also has five. Table, Bushy. 
at the top. HKCC Gap Ramblers uh, on four points. Then a huge bunch on three points. Little Saiwan, Punjab Lions, USRC, Pakistan Association, Hong Kong Cricket Club, Nomads and Lama Cricket Club all on three points. One on two points, that's the Charlie Bears. And on one point, four teams, India Club Yodders at the, both of the KCC teams and at the bottom again, Craig Ganawa Cricket so Club. Tartars, both the Calendar Cricket Club, Tartars and Crusaders right down filling second last and third last at the moment. Early days for them, I suppose. Uh, no Sunday Division 2 last weekend was scheduled. Uh, we had two big matches scheduled for Sunday oh Division 1, USRC Elite versus LSW. And the match you were going to commentate on, PACC, your favourite friends at PACC, versus the KCC Templars. What happened with both those matches, Bushy? Uh, we got puppied. Great. Totally. Typhoon Koinu washed us out. We called off by 7am, got the uh, WhatsApp message, and I'm just like, okay. And then I just watched it roll in. Are we done with typhoons yet? I'd never say that. Not this year. We had, we've had three in six weeks. What are we in October? Let's call us the middle of October, right? Hey. Are we done? Are you prepared to call it I now? I am not prepared to call it. We've had November typhoons before, and it's that kind of year. I just wish they'd just go away. And if they do come, give us a seriously better name than puppies and sea anemones. I'm not worried about the names. Rubbish. My problem is, is they keep coming on the weekend. Yeah, I know. Why is a week? Everybody wants a yeah. day off work. Everyone yeah. wants a day off school, so they keep coming on a Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, it's outrageous. It's outrageous. outrageous. Anyway, there's not a lot we can do about that. That's it for Outs and Ends. It's time for Ends and Outs. With all the weekend senior games covered, here's Botters. Ins and outs, episode seven. Six matches scheduled in the Saturday and Sunday leagues, Bushy. Yeah, we'll no, no, no Div 1. No Div 1. On no Sunday. No Sunday Div 1 at all, and that's because of All-Stars, which we are going to cover in the ins and outs, of course we are. So let's start off with Saturday, Div 2, USRC Tigers versus the Thunder. I don't think the Thunder have won a game. I don't think they will here. They're out of GDB. I took the Tigers. Same Tigers for me. India Club Shiraz versus the HKCC Witherers out at Cam Tin. The Witherers have got to go to. Mm, that's a long drive. They'll win Small out ground. There. Oh, yeah, they'll smash it. Witherers will win out smash there. Smash it. Hung C versus Centaurs at GDB. Oh, yeah, okay, that's the afternoon game at GDB. Tigers Thunder is the morning game at GDB. Oh, Centaurs for mine. Oh, I'd like to see CCC get so a win on I. the board. I don't think they will. What uh, do you reckon? I'm going for them. I'm, oh, I'm rooting right. for the boys awesome. at uh, awesome. CCC Hung C. Awesome. All right, Saturday Div 1. India Club Yodders versus KCC Tartars at KCC Saturday afternoon. Tartars for mine. Yodders. You're going to be popular. Well, um, you and you weren't popular last week by picking. Yeah, Malhavora. Yeah, because I tipped against Saracen. He came across and told me before the game. Yeah, he was, was not impressed. Yeah, was I right? Yeah, you might have been right, but he's still not impressed. Uh, this is an independent podcast. I'm not loyal to <laughs> KCC in this podcast. This is independent. I'll tip who I think, and I got it right again. Punjab Lions versus the HKCC Gap Ramblers. This is going to be a really good one at up at HKCC. I'm going to tip against the Gap Ramblers here. I'm going to go for the Punjab Lions. No, nah, home game, Gap Ramblers. Yeah. 1 p.m. start. Nice sleep in You'll be wrong. for the lads. You'll be wrong. We'll see. And then Sunday Div 2, just the one game on the Sunday. It's the in-house clash, the arch rivals, the HKCC Wanderers versus the HKCC Optimus. Wanderers will win that one. Yeah, you'd think so. Anything's possible, but... You think they will? I think they will. All-stars, Bushy. It's all-stars all stars. Now, that's time. what I'm all about. It's all-stars time. Yes, and, uh, well, we'll start with the fact that Ting Kwong Road Recreation Ground is an absolute mud fest. It'll be right. It uh, probably won't. They've already moved the Thursday game to Friday morning, and there are doubts. As I uh, we talked uh, off-air with perhaps the man that's coming up in the My Story, Hong Kong uh, China head coach Simon Willis. Friday is iffy. It might be an Astro game. Uh, so by the time we go to air, that'll be known. Yeah, it will be done. Yeah, that'll be done. Because it's an 8.30 a.m. Uh, start. Any chance they push it back to the weekend on the Sunday no morning? No chance now, they say. Right, okay. All right, all right. What do we got? What is the All-Stars? Friday morning, first game scheduled. Yep. Hong Kong Islanders, Kowloon Lions, Saturday afternoon. That starts at 9... 9.30 Friday, Friday morning. Yep. Saturday, first game at 9.30, Kowloon Lions versus New Territories Tigers. Followed in the afternoon at 2 o'clock, New Territories Tigers versus Hong Kong Islanders with the final on Sunday afternoon 
at two o'clock first versus second. Let's have a look at the team, shall we? Yeah, go for it. Uh, the wanna, Islanders. You want to run through the Islanders? Oh, yeah, the Islanders, uh, captained by a man that's been on the podcast before, Antrimon Rath. Adik Gorowara is the wicketkeeper. KCC's Azaz Khan is in there. The speedster, we also talk about him in the uh, My Story. Ayushukla, Esan Ayaz, Fahad Hayat, Gazamfa, Muhammad. Loved watching him bowl the spin. Hamad Khan, Hasib Muhammad, Imran Arif, Shahi Samir, Soeb Rana, Wahid Muhammad. And the coach is the Hong Kong cricket men's coach. Simon Willis. That's a strong lineup, isn't it? It's very strong. Very strong. Pace bowling attack. Azaz Khan, Ayush Shukla, Wahid Muhammad, backed up by Ghazan for Muhammad. The magnificent batting of Anshaman Rath, a very strong team. The Islanders, Bushy. Yep. They're going to be right in it. Take us through the Kowloon Lions. Kowloon Lions, the captain. My left arm superstar, Yasser Murtaza, is captaining that man, team. Man crush. Yep. Aftab Hussain, Anas Khan, Baba Hayat, big bashing Bubba Hyatt's in the team. Benny Singh Paris, who we saw on the commentary last week. Uh, very good. I like his bowling at the moment. He's in form. Dananjay Rao, Hamad Muhammad, Jaden Botfield will be the wicket keeper. Luke Jones, the spinner from HKCC, is in the team. Raj Kapoor, Shahid Wasif, Tanvir Asfal, and Zakir Hyatt, the captain, uh, the coach, sorry, is uh, Monadar. Monadar, legend of Hong Kong cricket. Got us that win in the 2014 T20 against Bangladesh in Bangladesh. Very strong spinning side here with Yazim, Aftab, Anas Khan. Luke uh, Jones. And, yeah, backed up with Luke Jones following his leg spin, of course. And good to see Benny Singh playing after his fantastic form this season. So, look, they look strong as well, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they really got, do. you still got pace. you got uh, Benny, you got uh, DJ Rao. Tan Wurafzal. And Rag Kapoor. Yeah, that's right. And... Any, any batting line-up with Bubba Hyatt in it is strong, right? Yep. you got number three penciled in right there. The final team is the New Territory Tigers. Bots, who's in that one? Nazakat Khan is captain of that team. Akbar Khan, Asad Rashid, Daniel Abukari, Devang Balsara, Isan Khan, Haruna Shad, Hassan Khan, Martin Kutsia, Madassa Hussain, Shurya Khan, Sunny Bimsaria, Zishan Ali will have the gloves, and they're going to be coached by Jawad Iqbal. These are all-star teams. This sounds like people we've had on the podcast in the first uh, seven episodes. Plenty of them, and that's a strong team as well, isn't hey, aren't it? The, the, that's the thing. There is just three massive teams. The uh, national captain, Nazaka Khan, captaining that one. But, yeah, there's the batters and the bowlers well, in there. Well, you've got Katsaya. Yep. Um, you've got the boys from Kowloon Cricket Club, Daniel Bukhari and Devang Bolsara in that middle order. Esan Khan with the ball. Hassan Khan with the ball. Sunny Bimsaria there as well. And Zishan who does it with the gloves and with the bat. So they're very strong. I, I'm are we going to try to pick a winner here, Bushy? Are we going to? If we are, look, I'm just going to do it on um, where I live. I'm just going to go with the Islanders. All right, all right. I'm, I'm happy with that. On that basis, I've got to go with the Kowloon Lions. Yeah, yeah. And right. uh, anyone that's living in the New Territories, apologies. It's a very good team and they may well win. Well, that, well I mean, they've got Nazakat, Akbar, Martin. I mean, they could easily walk away with it. Any one of those three teams could win, and that's why it's so good. I'll tell you what is really interesting here, and it gets touched on in uh, Simon Willis, touches on the depth in, in Hong Kong uh, as far as cricket. This is showing the depth that we do have. Yeah. And then... Just think about a few names who aren't here. How many names right? aren't there? Najrul Arana yep. for a start. Now, probably injury problems. We're not sure about yep. that. Having scans there. for yep. his uh, hamstring yep. after uh, Asian Games. But even just like here, we're at KCC. There's no Dan Pasco. There's no Jamie Atkinson. Exactly. There's no uh, so many players from all of the big teams. Just think about Hong Kong Cricket Club. There's no Kinshad Shah. There's no Ninad Shah. Right? Yep. So, I mean, you're talking depth of, of cricket here. It's, it's fantastic, and it's really good to see. The other thing is, you've only got Jaden Botfield playing from the under-19 squad who's in town because of exams. He hasn't flown out. Um, yep. Shiv, Shiv, Ma- so Shiv Matu is not playing, and Ahan Trevetti. None of the other Hong Kong boys are uh, under-19. So 39 boys players who here, picked. minus the 13 or 14 right. that have gone to um, under-19s. Right. I mean, that's some depth. That's right. I yep. like this. I'm looking at this, and I am excited to call it. It will be live. 
on Cricket Hong Kong Facebook page and Cricket Hong Kong YouTube. We're kicking off, oh, we'll probably kick off about 9.15, I think, on Friday morning. As long as I get there on time, I'm not a big morning person. And for our India friend and friends, it's also live fan code in India, yes? <laughs> yes? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Commentary will go all through, That's fan, fantastic. Code, through fan code in India. I'm excited. That's what I understand. Well, That's love fan understand. code, love so you're Indian gonna, listeners. You're going to be commentating? Yep, I'm doing all four games. We're going to have our mate Jay Dunsinghani drop yeah. in on Saturday, I believe. Fantastic. You're great. going to drop in with oh, some... we'll drop in. Bring I'll, the headset. We'll drop in with some expert commentary oh. or, or something along those lines anyway. Yeah, you'll have a chat. Yeah. And we'll have, but no, we do need to right now just give a big shout out to the sponsor, the major sponsor of the All-Stars, the reason it's happening of course, money is tight and it's hard to get sponsors for cricket in Hong Kong. The Sky Warriors Club, it's a cricket club, it's a tennis club, it's a badminton club. They're sponsoring the whole thing. The Sky Warriors Men's All-Star Series T20 squad and it's so important lead up to the, uh, the T20 World Cup qualifiers, which we will have uh, covered later in Sky Plaza Road. But for the moment, the coach of the All-Stars Hong Kong Islanders, Mr Simon Willis, but more importantly the coach, men's head coach of Cricket Hong Kong China is up next in our very special interview. It's time for my story where the elites of cricket in Hong Kong tell us their story. All right, welcome to another episode of My Story. And with us this week, it's a great privilege to have Mr. Simon Willis, the men's team head coach of Hong Kong, China. Simon, welcome. Thank you very much for inviting me. Absolute pleasure to have you on the 8 for 52 podcast. Now, what we do in My Story, Simon, is we know you're the head, men's head coach, right? And, and we'll get there and we'll talk about that. We'll talk about your role and we'll talk about go forward. But let's rewind the clock. Where did your relationship with cricket begin? Yeah, it started very, very young. Um, my father was a mad sportsman. Um, he played he played football for Chelsea um, and England under-21s as a goalkeeper. So uh, when his football career finished, he, uh, he could play a bit of cricket. Um, and because of his football career, he couldn't play as much cricket during that time. So he, uh, he focused on the cricket and I was pulled around cricket grounds as a youngster. Uh, with my mum doing teas and all that kind of stuff. No interest in soccer, uh, football. Yeah, I played. I, I played football in the winters, uh, but generally it was, it was cricket where we went as a family all together. And um, yeah, so you'd end up, you know, hassling dad's friends to throw cricket balls at you on the sidelines, and and wanting to be part of the adult setup as much as you could. So uh, so yeah, it started from a really young age. So he's played for Chelsea. He's obviously a very good footballer, goalkeeper. Um, then he, how was his cricket? Yeah, he was a decent cricketer. Right. He played uh, county second eleven for Kent, um, but you know football was his priority. Uh, and unfortunately, he had he had someone called Alan Knott that was in front of him who oh, wasn't a bad player. Rather, so, ha- rather uh, handy, right? Absolutely. So uh, he he chose the football route, um, and uh, yeah, did all right. Did all right. So you've concentrated as a as a young bloke on your on on your cricket. How did you work through that Kent system back in the day? Yeah, so again, because of Dad's influence, Dad played at um, uh, a decent cricket club, good Darfur cricket club, uh, that were in the top division uh, in the county. Uh, and I was obviously given an opportunity very young. I think uh, I made my county under 11 debut when I was eight years old. <laughs> uh, I remember going out to bat and had those pads that were always too big for you and a box that was too big for me and I think I lasted three balls for a naught. So uh, I bet you loved it though. Oh absolutely. Was was really proud to to get that opportunity and you know stayed in the system, played every age group through the years. Um, had a few different roles, you know, I was a leg spin bowler batter when I was young. Um, then lost the leg spin because someone tried to teach me the googly and I could never bowl the leg spinner again. Um, so I got into my batting um, and actually bowled a little bit of off spin um, and then um, later in my years around well 15, 16 I was playing in a game where uh, the keeper broke his hand and everyone looked around and said well your dad's a wicketkeeper you must be able to keep put the gloves on 
So it's kind of thrown in the deep end a little bit. And um, uh, and this is not under 15's Division 4. This is... The county, county. group. Yeah, yeah county yeah, Good level circuit, right? So reasonable, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so I actually did an all right job. Um, and from there, the coaches were like, okay, we'd like you to just continue to do this for a little bit. Um, and it, yeah, got, got, got picked for the, the under-19s as a 16-year-old. Made my county second team debut at 15. Wow. Um, yeah, so kind of got county contract. Um, I was 18, 19. Um, and then, yeah, played, played seven seasons as a professional. Right. Enjoyed every moment of it. Uh, but just got to that stage at 25 at the time when you're kind of thinking, am I going to earn decent money out of this game? It's great, you know, to play it and get paid for it. Uh, but my wife at the time um, was pregnant with our first child and reality starts to yep. kick in a little bit. Yep. And, uh, you know, things weren't quite going my way and I just decided to pack up at so you 25. So you retired from playing for Kent at 25 years old. Correct. At that point in time, did you see coaching as your career or was it something else? Well, given that you did every single job in the team for 10 years, it seems like coaching would be natural, but is that how it worked? Yeah, so so in the winter, as a professional creator, we were only contracted for six months of the year. So basically April the 1st to end of September. So in the winter, you had to earn a living doing something. Uh -huh. You know, some guys would go overseas and play cricket to earn a living. Some guys would, would do other jobs, uh, whether it's car salesman, postman. Yep. Um, but I got into coaching. And, um, you know, I actually found that I wasn't too bad at it, actually. Um, I think I got a lot of satisfaction out of it through seeing young people improve and put a smile on people's faces. Were you private coaching or were you coaching with Kent or yeah, so, both? So, so I did my coaching, uh, first coaching badge at the age of 18, um, just to get on the, on the ladder, as it were. Uh, and I, I was coaching... Um, it was public coaching, really, at the county ground at Kent. Uh, then they asked me to go out into all the schools, so I did all the quick cricket stuff in playgrounds and freezing weather in December and January, just, just to pay the bills. Yeah, um, but it, you know, it was enjoyable. I was, I was learning a new skill, you know, communication skills. You know about the game, but trying to get 30 kids, you know, under control and, and enjoying the game was a great challenge. So that was the starting point. And then from there, it built up into helping out uh, the county age group squads. That obviously, I, I played in personally. Um, and, and, you know, my latter years of playing, I was able to get involved with kind of uh, the ECB structure. Okay. So I was able to get my coaching badges um, and um, was able to, to, to get involved in, in some of the age group uh, national programs, regional programs. Uh, and learn off some unbelievable people. Um, then, uh, basically, I um, got asked to go on the Level 4 program, which was yeah. pretty pretty new yeah. uh, at that time, um, in, in the last year of my, my playing career. Um, and I got qualified at, at the age of, of 26, which at the time was the youngest ever to to do the level four. I was going to say, you've done a level four at 26. Yeah. It's so young. And then on the back of that, Kent were looking to um, establish an academy. They'd never had an academy program. There was, there was funding from the governing body, the ECB, to do that. Uh, and I got very lucky, you know, getting my level four, the coaching background, and, and, and then the academy was offered to me to set that up um, as academy director. Yeah, so you established the Kent Academy. That's correct, yeah. So yeah. tell us a few names who've come through the Kent Academy over the years. Wow. Since it's so, been established. Yeah, so in my first cohort, you'd have Joe Denley, who oh. obviously played for England and has played a lot of Big Bash and yep. everything else. Yep. Uh, so he would have been in my in my first intake. Um, there are other names that have gone on to play play for Kent. Alex Blake, who's, who's just recently um, finished with Kent this season, he was on that cohort. Um, you've got players like Sam Billings yep. um, that came through the system um, in more recent times because uh, I had two, two uh, phases with the academy. In my second phase, uh, Zach Crawley would be the, the big name that everybody knows on very, the wires. Very now. handy, very handy. Yeah, so I coached Zach from the age of 12 to 18 um, on that program. Um, 
So that was very pleasing. Even even Ollie Robinson yeah. uh, was on the academy at Kent um, for a year with me. Um, so you know, even though he went off to to other counties, um, he's someone that came through. But then you got um, Daniel Bell Drummond, who who plays for Kent, is you know just had had a great season. That's uh, tremendous. I so, mean. Yeah, lots. Really established a great academy and a great legacy for English cricket and, and Kent well, cricket. It's still ongoing. Obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, there's a few girls in there as well that I should, yeah. should mention. Yeah. You know, Lydia Greenway was on my first intake wow. with Joe Denny and co. Um, Tammy Beaumont yeah. was on the academy. She's obviously had a great year for England. So, so yeah, Kent, Kent cricket, you know, it's the second largest county for cricket in the country behind Yorkshire. Yeah. So we should be developing players at that, at that level. Um, because of the interest in the game. And then at some point you decided to pack up and leave and go overseas. Yeah, so Tell us about that. How did, was Sri Lanka the next stop? Or was yeah, it well, I had a, after, you know, I, I had six years with the Kent first team as well. So in between the two uh, academy phases, I had six years there uh, where we had some great success. You know, we won the 2007 uh, T20 blast, uh, got to finals day on 2008, lost lost with three balls to go. Um Played the Lords final, won the second uh, division championship. So, so there was Lots that of success. Well. Yeah, Lots yeah, success. and then, um, yeah, then then the, the Sri Lanka one just came out the blue. Um, the head coach at the time was Graham Ford, uh, who who we worked together uh, at Kent for six years, um, and he he basically said, look, there might be an opportunity coming up with Sri Lanka. You know, would you be interested? So. I said, well, always interested in new opportunities. Sure, yeah. Um, and then I got a phone call from um, Aravinda De Silva, who I actually played with at Kent in 96. Really? And he uh, he was chairman of cricket at the time. Um, they just had a, a whole new board come in, and, and Aravinda had been appointed as chairman of cricket. So I wouldn't have got that opportunity if, if it wasn't for Aravinda and Graham. Uh, and then likewise... Uh, Another person who I worked closely with at Kent for many years was Paul Farbrace, who ended up being Sri Lankan head coach after being assistant coach, and he was another one who who had put a good word in for me. So, you're very lucky, very grateful, and uh, those two years were were a massive learning curve for me as a coach, um, and a and a great experience. It's come up a lot in our my my story, Simon, about the cricket community be it local, be it regional, be it global, yep. and how opportunities arise out of that. And you mentioned, I think you mentioned luck in there somewhere. I don't put a lot of it down to luck. I put it down to, you know, hard work, but also connections and how you tap them. And you said that wouldn't have come about if you hadn't applied with Aravinda. And when you knew him back in the 90s, you never would have envisaged you coaching in Sri Lanka. So that's something that turns out that happened. A- absolutely. You know, um, a couple of funny stories with Aravinda. I was the youngest in the team at the time. And uh, Aravinda had requested a sports car because he loves his cars. I don't know if you're aware you, of that. As you do. Yeah. He's, got, he's got two red Ferraris at home. And when they won the World Cup, that's what he treated himself to. So anyway, he asked for a sports car. And, and because at the time, um, they weren't too confident, shall we say, with him on the road. <laughs> so the youngster got put with the overseas player. So I travelled all the time with Aravinda during that time. And, and to say that uh, it was a, a nervy experience driving up the wrong way of the roadworks up the M1 on one stage um, was, ex- yeah. So what, it's, it's, what a great experience for a young fella. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, you're exactly right. Sitting in that car at that time, I would never have thought I'd be working with him in Sri Lanka. There you so go. And you're very grateful. And somehow Sri Lanka morphs into, at some point, there's an offer to come to Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah? absolutely. So, um a little bit of history there. Um, after Sri Lanka, I went back to the UK, and after six months, um, one of my former players was the previous head coach of Hong Kong, Simon Cook. Okay. So Simon, I signed at Kent uh, from Middlesex. So Simon played with uh, in in my teams. So Simon rang me and said, "Look, I'm moving on. Um, so they're looking for someone mm-hmm. to, to to replace me." So I said then, yeah, always happy to have a conversation and, and see how things go. Um, unfortunately, my personal circumstances at the time didn't really fit uh, with with my two daughters to, to suddenly after six months be, be leaving the country again. So sure. I turned around and said, look, at this stage, it, it, it's not right for me, but thanks very much for the conversation. 
during that that time mark farmer um was part of the the people who who, who knew about me and, yep. and were involved in those conversations so one february morning i woke up recently and um got a message from mark farmer saying uh we have a position available uh would you be willing to have a discussion so i said yeah absolutely um you know let, let's see see where it goes and uh, those conversations obviously happened and then with the board after that and uh, that's why we're here today. You always jetted in right at that uh, quadrangular series we we're doing out at Tin Kong Road that was what March, April? It was it was March it, that's what I'm saying it happened really quickly. Because yeah. you were out on the ground I remember that. So literally had the conversations and I was kind of prepared for the ACC Premier Cup but I wasn't prepared for the two series that were here in Hong Kong. Yeah. So when um, when we were doing the the final details and and the chairman said to me, "You're okay for these series." I was like, "Ah, okay, <laughs> fair enough. I might have to juggle a few things around here, and you might have to work with me a little bit because I did have commitments uh, back in the UK. I had to take some players to India that I'd already agreed right. to do yeah. and stuff like that. So that's why initially I was flying in and out, but moved over in June full time and and um, yeah, haven't stopped since. Really. Fantastic. So tell us about your experience since you've arrived in Hong Kong. You're entrenched in the role now. You know the men's players, the squad. Mm. What's been with the Asian Games? I mean, how have you found the whole thing so far? And, and tell us a bit about the team. Yeah, look, I, one, one of my big questions before I came over was about player depth. You know, if I was going to come here, um, you know, and we were going to, kind of improve the rankings which is the number one goal to get ODI status back I needed to have an understanding that we had the player depth yeah yeah Um, it's not just about the 11 players that go on the field it's about how many how many bench players have we got because we're going to get injuries we're going to have players that have bad form so I did a lot of research on that Uh, had lots of discussions and the exciting thing for me was that um, all the messages I was getting was there are players coming back that obviously gone overseas for, for various reasons. Um, we believe we've, we've got some good players. And then when I've come over uh, and had a look, you know, I'm, I'm really, really excited. Tremendous. Um, not, just, not just at the national level, but at the under-19 level as well. Yeah. You know, I've done, done two or three sessions with them recently. And, you know, you, you know, if I'm making comparisons to back in the UK, I'd say... Our under-19 group of players is as good as, as the Kent under-19s. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, yeah. in the Malaysia series and then in the Asian Games at Hangzhou, you put the 15-year-old in, and he was a bit of a star. Shiv Mouther. Yeah. So, um, I first saw Shiv online, if I'm being brutally honest. Yeah. Um, was in the under-16 tournament. Obviously, I'd heard his name around, but I was keen to see him and others that have been mentioned to me. Um, so I watched watched him play. And it wasn't necessarily about the way he hit a cricket ball or, or, or anything else. It was more about his character. And that's something I'm really big on, is we can teach skill, we can improve skill. All right, But character for me is something that is ingrained. Um, and yeah, I, I came after seeing him play there, um, I came away thinking, if we have the opportunity, yeah, and, and Asian Games seem to be that opportunity, uh, I'd like to get him involved, but not to the detriment of anything else. Of course. So, you know, like his education, we sat down and we had long conversations uh, with Dad to make sure that if, if, if this did happen, you know, does it fit? Uh, and I think there was a little bit of, oh, well, we don't want him to go... He, you know, is he going to play or is he going to carry the drinks? I think they thought he was going to go and carry the drinks. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, no. If I'm picking him, I want him to play. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And that, that was the encouraging thing was we had the Malaysia trip, which gave us some freedom to play around a little bit uh, with the group. Uh, so he had nothing to lose. But the way he went and batted with Bubba, you know, the maturity that he showed for me was, was wow. Well, we saw that in Malaysia that... There were some very rusty players because there'd been no game time for months. Correct. And, of course, there was no warm-up. And so you could actually see the transition between the first game and sort of as we flowed into... And, I mean, the, the perfect example, I think, was Nasrul Arana. 
his first game in Malaysia it was not that great. I'm being polite. And by the end of it, he got six foot. Mm. So it's just like the whole team seen him to progress and then move into, and that that's what you want for the team, more game time, more time out in the middle. Yeah, so I think we just had to be realistic. You know, when when I got told about the Asian Games and the qualification behind the selection of players, it was like, wow, this, this is going to be my biggest challenge as a coach. Yeah. You know, um, I've got a group of players here of which five really I only know out of the 15. There are 10 that I've never seen play cricket. We've got a limited amount of practice facilities available to us and they've got a limited amount of time because of their work commitments, they're amateurs. So, you know, the whole practice period here was really about getting to know people, building relationships. It wasn't until we got to Malaysia that we were really going to see, can we play cricket or not? And it was very evident, you know, the guys were really nervous before the first game. They weren't clear on their game plans, you know. So I said to them, if I'm being brutally honest, we're going to learn lots in the next few weeks. So don't worry about the results. All right, let's build it for the Asian Games because that's ultimately what our goal is here as a group of people. So when the first six overs were there, I was thinking, geez, we've got a lot of work to do here. <laughs> I thought the same. There's plenty of upside. <laughs> plenty of upside. We were watching it live. Yeah, yeah we, we were. Calm. Yeah, we were, we were, you know, and um, yeah, it, it was an experience. And the good thing was someone like Rana, we wanted to find out about him. You know, we wanted to find out, okay, when he comes into consideration for the, the national team going forwards, what's his role? Yeah. Because I don't think we were really clear on, on what, what his role is. People have told me he can do this, he can do that. So I said, let's find out. That's why we threw him in opening the batting. Yeah. That's why we threw that him in over the bowling. Yeah. yeah. Just All right. trying things out. Yeah. So from that first game where even you said after six overs you were very nervous, how good was the feeling in the team to win that game against Japan in the Asian Games? Yeah, it, it was it was great because you'd see the team grow, you know, and learn and, and, you know, probably after those first six overs, I would have loved to have asked the players, then how are you feeling? How do you think we're going to go in the Asian Games? Um, but all we kept saying is, let's learn from these experiences, let, let's reflect on it and, and just look to improve game by game. And even the last two games, really, we could have won. We had a, a very bad decision go against us. Yeah. With Bubba, you know, he was, Bubba's been hitting the ball beautifully. I was you know, at six. Yeah, he was dominating. Yeah, yeah. The, the guy was what, yeah. five yards over the yeah, boundary when he lobbed it back. Um, so that was massive. Um, and then the last last game, you know, if we got 110, 120, you know, we had a chance of winning it. And that was just a little bit of game sense more than anything else. Um, but what, what did happen was with the Rana spell we knew we had a decent spin attack but it was just those bookends as I call it the top and the bottom alright and Ayushukla after the first game learned his lesson mm. and is a high quality opening bowler mm. you know the way, the way he moves the ball um, he gets good players out regularly so that was a, a big find for us and then, and then Rana in those middle overs and death overs, we've now found their roles. So that's the exciting thing for me. You touched earlier on depth of squad. And um, we've got the All-Stars coming up mm. starting you know, this weekend, Friday and then the weekend. Um, looking forward to that. And what are you looking forward to in total? Because off the back of that, you're very swiftly on a plane for the warm-up tournament and then the T20 World Cup. Absolutely. Qualifies, which are so important. And you're not allowed to pick the Islanders to win because we know you're the coach <laughs> of one of the three teams. So tell us, tell, us, tell us quickly a little bit about the All-Stars. Yeah, so, you know, when we did our, our planning stuff, this has obviously um, uh, been introduced recently. Um, it's, it's basically a best-v-best best tournament. Hmm. You know, we want to try and keep um, increasing the competition uh, and it was felt that uh, this would be a good tool to do that. Um, again, for me, it's a great learning opportunity. I'm going to see players I haven't seen before. Um, 
and seeing, you know, again, the depth of, depth of players. It's the 45 best players in, in Hong Kong, basically, with a few exceptions. Yeah, Some are missing, but 45. Well, less than 45. You can't, Mass is a bit off bushy. It's Isn't like there 15 three, on the side? Three teams. It's not rugby union, mate. It's yeah. like 11 they, on the field, squats two reserves. Squats are 13. 13 squats are 13. 30, 39. 30, 30, 30, there you go. Yeah. 39 are the best there players and, and six, Continue, on, six <laughs> on the bench. Um, yeah, so you're going to get to see over the weekend the best players, and that's sort of what you're looking for to choose the team to go to Nepal? Uh, well, we, we've, we've got the squad for the World Cup. So this is more bigger picture. This is further down the line. So we've got series in, in January and March, home series. So for me, it's about competition for okay. places. Do we know? Just, just, let's just pull you up on that. Do we I'm know? I'm not aware of that. There's January and March home series. Is this part of the Challenge League? No, no, no. Forward, this, is, this? this is like last year when we had the series that I started with. So we had a, a quadrangular. Okay. And... Uh, for the T20s, which is March. Yep. And we'll have a triangular in January for, for the 50 over. Brilliant. So, Do you know who's coming? Not yet. Not yet. Still to be decided. Start of January, end of January. End of January end is of the January. 50 over, yeah. Good. Fantastic. We're all back from holidays. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, that, that, that's something else for us to look forward to. And like uh, I said last week, I'm just going to go pinch, pitch a tent out at Ting Kong Road because I'm going to be there for the next six months. You've got to go home, my friend. Yeah, you've got true. to go home. You've got to go home. So you've got Nepal coming up next after this All-Star series. Yep. Nervy times, but good times. How do you think you're going to go? That first uh, warm-up series will be a really good test for the team, right? Look, that was, the, that was one of our big learnings from uh, going to Nepal previously. Um, we wanted to make sure that the cricket that we played was against better teams. So we targeted, um, if I'm honest, we targeted UAE and Oman initially. Um, and then UAE came back and said, look, we're going to Nepal and Nepal are keen to do a triangular. So being that it, it was in Nepal, we, we bit the hand off. And, um, That's superb. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we, we're getting out there. We've got... Um, good 10 days to get acclimatised, get used to pitches, really understand our, our, our roles and responsibilities uh, and see how we go against, you know, two stronger teams. And then you've got the main qualifier, which has got uh, two open spots to a T20 World Cup in the USA and West Indies. Mm. A lot to look forward to there. Absolutely. You know, we, we, we've talked about doing something special, uh, this group of players. Um, you know, our last experience out in Nepal for the ACC Premier Cup, we did the hard work, shall I say? Yeah, that was was weird. Just that last game and everything went to pieces. Everything before that in the 50 over looked like you were going to cruise into yeah, the final. We had and a bad, then rain came. We had a bad 20 overs. Uh. You know, we had them uh, Q8 115-5, yep. you know, in a really good position. And uh, we just lost our discipline with the ball. And then we got a little bit emotional uh, and that went against us. So that's the learning. And no. I know Q8 got through their qualifier in, in your in Hong Kong group, Hong yep. Kong China group as well. So, yep. um, yeah, I some magnificent games to look forward to there. And then that two spots, big carrot. I know Bushy's already packed his speedos. He's ready to go. He's got his on tonight. Yep, to go I'm ready. The Windies, he's <laughs> ready to go. The bag's right there. <laughs> just got to buy the ticket. You just let me know. As soon as you're qualified, just send me a WhatsApp. No problem. Straight down the travel agent. Wow. Simon, there is a lot to look forward to, and we're so pleased that you are able to join us today. It's been really informative and um, you know, great pleasure chatting with you. We wish you all the very best Thank for you. what's coming up. Uh, but also what's coming up afterwards as well. There's a lot of cricket on the horizon. You've got the Challenge Leagues coming up as well with that one-day, you know, ODI, you know, status at the end of it uh, after a long pass. So I'm sure we'll talk to you again whilst you're going through that path. And, yeah, uh, absolutely. Well, exciting times uh, for Cricket Hong Kong, and thanks very much for all your help and support. Mm, I hope you're not sick of talking to us because I'm pretty sure we're going to drag you into the commentary uh, this weekend for the All-Stars as well. There's no no, problem. no doubt that'll happen. Yep. Oh, well, actually, well, All-Stars is being broadcast, isn't it? Yeah, you that's what I'm that saying. Now, Cricket Hong Kong Facebook got, page. We're all going to be here. Cricket Hong Kong Facebook page and YouTube. The first game... And fan code in India. Well, the first game's actually going to be played before this goes out. So we will plug the cheer, the Saturday game at and, Ting Kuang Road, 9.30 and 2pm and 2pm Friday on Sunday for the final. Absolutely beautiful. Simon, thanks so much, mate. Really appreciate it. Pleasure. Cheers. Sky Plaza road time. The plane has taken off and we've got some exciting overseas cricket coming up. Bots, it's the under-19s. Yeah, the Asia Premier Cup down in Malaysia. Most of the under-19 boys flew out 
earlier this week. Uh, Jaden Botfield and Shiv Matter will join them after the Indonesia game. They're going to miss the Indonesia game, but they'll be with the squad then. Um, let's just go through the whole squad. Bushy first off, and congratulations to these boys who are on the road for Hong Kong, China in the Asia Premier Cup. Captain Ahan Trevetti, Arez Dar, Abdul Samad Khan, Alian Muhammad, Arch Doshi, Arya Panjwani, Aryan, the Iceman, Chanda Romani. Does he like that nickname? I think he loves it. He's the only one who's got a nickname, right? So you've got to like love it, the Iceman. Yeah, yeah. Danny Mapp, Dash Vora, Harry Hodgson, Jaden Botfield, Madassa Khan, Paris Breed Singh, and Shiv Matur. They're coached by Mark Farmer, assistant coach Ilias Ghoul. And they are on the road already. Bushy, they've got their first game. So Dash is okay. Remember yeah, a while fine. back he had a bit of a twinge in the hammy. He's fine. And Shiv, you said he hasn't flown out yet. No, him and uh, Jaden are flying down after the Indonesia game. But he's not playing in the All-Stars. It's school commitments, mate. Ah, gotcha. He, he was away for so long with that Malaysia yeah, pre-tour and then the Asia Games. He's got a oh, bit, think, of, bit, of, bit of school to catch up with. Simon, Simon touched on that in the uh, yeah. My Story. and Yeah, but fair enough. No, that's look, that's I mean, good. Cricket Hong Kong are fantastic with these young up-and-comers. It's, it's education first and cricket equal first, but education comes first, right? Fantastic. And, They've got commitments. Both Botfield and uh, Matu have education commitments, and they'll meet up after the Indonesia game. So we run through that. The 14th of October, they play uh, Indonesia. 18th of October, they play Malaysia. 20th of October, they play Japan. Semi-finals, top of the group. It's four groups, 16 teams, four groups. Top of the group go through to the semi-finals, which will be played 22nd of October. And then on the 24th of October will be the final and the third place playoff, which is crucial, of course, because there's three teams that go through to the actual Under-19 Asia Cup in Pakistan in December, right? So one, two, three go through. Yeah. Uh, do we know who one, two and three will play when they go to Pakistan? So one and two will go into the group with India and Pakistan. The third-place team from the Premier Cup will go into the group with Sri Lanka, Afghanistan and Bangladesh. Interesting. Yeah. You yeah. think um, perhaps winning or coming second, that final group you just mentioned uh, for Afghanistan and Sri Lanka and Bangladesh would be the one that you'd, you'd win and you'd want to go into that one. Um, but you get hit with the two big teams if you, if you win the competition. Yeah, I mean... They're that, all good teams, of course. That's right. That's right. And that's how it's structured. And, um, you know, there's no doubt UAE and Nepal are favourites going into this. There's no doubt about that at all. Um, they'd be favoured to finish first and second, win their semi-finals. Um, but we're a red-hot chance of finishing uh, top of team. that group and getting to the semi. We're sending a strong toss side, Good right? 14 players. Absolutely. Now, importantly, for everyone out there, every game, every Hong Kong game, is going to be broadcast live, live-streamed, on the Asian Cricket Council YouTube page. Are you going to commentate? You can watch them You're all. You're going down? I'll be down there watching. Whether I commentate or not, it's another story Listen altogether. Listen up, Asian Cricket Council. We've been listening to some of the commentary out of Malaysia. Not really impressed so far. Uh, They're doing their best. Let's just Potters say that. is going to be down there. He's got the headset. He's taking it because you're going to go record some stuff down there for us, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we'll have match reports from uh, next podcast. We'll have match reports from the Indonesia and the Malaysia game. And then the week after, we'll wrap it all up. But uh, yeah, next week, tune in and see how the boys went Indonesia, Malaysia. But also tune in and watch it on the Asian Cricket Council YouTube page. Yeah, just wander into the commentary box and join them. Yeah, we'll see how they we won't. go. They we'll won't we'll see how we go. I'll be down there. I'll be down there. Fantastic. We'll, we'll cover it all for the. Uh, for the 8 for 52 podcast, and we'll be back next week with more Sky Plaza Road. And now it's time for Bushy's Birthday Bonanza. It's birthday time, butters. Oh, the highlight of my week, Bushy, Bushy's birthday bonanza. It is a bonanza. We've got lots this week to get through. Starting up, Charlie Wallace from Hong Kong Cricket Club. He's having a birthday on Saturday the 14th, and he is turning, I'm going to say, 32. Oh, happy birthday. Great uh, number, 32. Reverse of 23, my favourite number. Saturday, uh, Charlie Wallace's birthday. I also want to say a big shout-out to the matriarch of the Bush family, my mother, it's her birthday as well. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Mrs. Uh, Bush. I'm not going to say how old she is. 
Well, you you read out every other I lady's know. name, yeah. uh, lady's You're, age. Okay, they're in their twenties and thirties. Yeah, all right. Okay, uh, this is somewhere. 70 plus. Fair but happy point. birthday, Mum, on Saturday, if you're listening. I think she does listen. I see a few people from Bunbury listening in. Beautiful. I think it's my beautiful, mum. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, also, having a birthday, uh, turning 48. Can you guess who's turning 48 and still playing cricket in Hong Kong in Premier League? Monada. Nah. Hong Kong Cricket Club. No. No. I'm, 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 I'm motioning about wicketkeeper. Oh. No. David Jakir. Ah, David, of course. He is turning 48 on Sunday uh, from the Cricket Hong Kong women's team, Tammy Chu. Uh, no, Tammy. Lovely. I've, 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 Tammy and I go way back. Uh, she's turning 32. I know you say I'm not allowed to say it, but too bad. She's turning 32. Happy birthday on the... S- it's the 16th Monday for Tammy. And so, sorry, Tammy. Two birthdays on the 19th. One, a young fella. Arezdar. Arezdar. Little Saiwan. So he's going to be celebrating that in Malaysia the day after the Malaysian game, the day before the Japanese game. I'm sure the boys will look after him very Turning well. Turning 17 there. while he's in Malaysia in that under 19s competition. Fantastic. And the final, a great name, a stalwart name in cricket in Hong Kong. Uh, Natasha Miles is oh, uh, having a birthday on the uh, same day as Arezdar. Brilliant. Um, 35. Bushy, we keep going through this about ladies' ages and releasing them. You didn't release your mums, but you're happy to release Natasha Miles. Well, she's half your mum's age, I suppose, yeah? Half and a bit. <laughs> half and a bit. Half and change. Yeah, half happy and change. birthday, Natasha. That's fantastic. What a fantastic. great list of birthdays today. Charlie, David, Tammy, Arez and Natasha. Happy birthday this week from the 8 for 52 podcast. I'm Shiv Mathur, winner of the 2022-2023 Cricket Hong Kong Junior Cricketer of the Year, and you're listening to the 8 for 52 podcast with Butters and Bushy. Bushy, most of the week's a happy time, but this is the one sad time of the week. We're coming to the end of the episode. It's done already. Yeah, episode 7, in the can, it's done, but what an episode it was. i tell you what, Simon Willis... What a great interview that was. Aravinda de Silva. Yeah, and Ferraris. <laughs> and guiding him down the M1 on the wrong side. Yeah, how good is that? I mean, and, and, it, and it led to his appointment into Sri Lanka, which ended up leading to Hong Kong. I mean, life's sliding doors. We get, we get, this is what we get on My Story, right? That's right. That's what Last My Story is Last week was on. Martin Kutsia and yeah. a broken leg in rugby. This week it's uh, Simon Willis and his journey to... Uh, Sri Lanka via Aravinda da Silva. I never thought we'd be talking about Ferraris and Simon Willis riding in the car with Aravinda da Silva. What a look! Fantastic, and the um, you know Simon touched on it. We touched on it also in the All Stars. The depth of men's cricket in Hong Kong now is just tremendous. And yeah, I mean, that's why he took the job. Yeah, and there's a lot of cricket on the horizon there. It's absolutely fantastic. And the very next thing is the All-Stars coming up on the weekend. Bushy starting, uh, well, the first one probably already done by the time people are listening to this, but all weekend, Bush. Yeah, I will be out there at Tinkwong Road Recreation Ground. It's free entry. You want to come down and watch 39 of the best players in Hong Kong, men's cricket, T20. Gates are open. We uh, First game... Friday, which has already happened, of course, 9.30am. Saturday, 9.30am and 2pm, and then 2pm final on Sunday. If you can't make it down to Tinkwong Road Recreation Ground, you can catch it on Cricket Hong Kong's Facebook page or YouTube. Or Fancode in India also. And Fancode. I keep forgetting Fancode. Sorry, Fancode. Sorry, India fans. Yes, absolutely catch it on Fancode. Mate, you're going to have tens of thousands of people listening oh, to you. Terrifying already. Yeah, you'll be all right. You'll be all right. Uh, I, might, I might come down and give you a bit of support, as uh, we touched on earlier. Not as many as that listen to the podcast each week. No, so that's, that's right. Exactly. Exactly. And what about the under-19s coming up, Bushy? Most of them are on the road. They're down there in Malaysia already. That's going to be live on the Asia Cricket Council YouTube page. And on the road will be you. Yeah, I will be on the road for this one. So next podcast... You're taking your headphones down to um, do some recording, right? Headphones, podcaster. We'll see if we can get a... Well, we'll see what we can do as far as interviews are concerned. Maybe Coach Mark Farmer, maybe Han Trevetti, maybe Man of the Matches. But we'll we'll definitely have wrap-ups of each of the games. We'll have a wrap-up of the Indonesia game and a wrap-up of Malaysia game for next week's podcast at a minimum, and possibly some interviews as well. And if you're in Malaysia, how are we doing the podcast next week? Oh, no... I think the royal we yeah. is you are doing the podcast okay. next week. And uh, yeah. my story, is it my story with Matt Botfield? 
Hi, this is Matt Botfield from Malaysia. Welcome <laughs> to my story. Yeah, no, we won't be boring uh, the listeners with uh, no, no, my story next week. Matt Botfield's my it'll story. It'll be the Botters. one from Malaysia. It'll be the one from Malaysia. Yeah, there won't be a Botter's my story next week. That won't be happening. That shan't be happening. We want to keep people listening, not tuning out, Bushy. <laughs> I think that's the I think that's the safest play. But uh, but we will have a lot of interviews and a big wrap up of the under nineteen boys down there. Yeah, and next week I'll just do the podcast by myself because I'm that talented. So we'll be good. You'll be right. Technology works in our favour, Bushy. Anyway, that is the end of episode seven of the Eight for Fifty Two podcast. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for listening in all over the world, as you do, making us number one in Hong Kong and number 74 in Great Britain. Bushy, we're done. Catch you next week. Hello. Good morning. The 8 for 52 theme song is the coin toss from the band The Duckworth Lewis Method. Find them on Apple iTunes and YouTube and download that song and all their other cricket-related music. The 8 for 52 podcast is edited, produced and published by Matt Botfield and Aaron Bush for Trip Ahead Limited. Copyright 2023.